I thought those guys would never stop talking. There's too much promoting. <laughs> so, anyway, welcome to calling. Book Talk here Giants on the Worldwide Legend. Reds. And we're having a little phone issue, but here we are. And I'll turn it over to Jenny and Nolan and let you know the podcast. The third one has been posted. And if well, it's already in iTunes, and we're expecting it to be on your favorite podcatcher any hour, any minute. So you should be able to find this a whole lot easier on the podcast. Take it away, whoever between the two of you is going to take it. Jenny, go ahead. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is welcome to Book Talk, and let me introduce my co-host, Nolan Crab. Hey, everyone. It's good to be with you. I know a whole bunch of, a good number of uh, DB Review people are here. Your support really touches me, and I'm grateful for your presence. Um, I have every certainty that your presence here will mean that this will be a better podcast than ever. Excuse me a second. He'll be right back. Well, so hope everybody's been reading like crazy. I'm reading two or three books at the same time. I don't usually do that, but it's the advantage of reading one in Braille. I guess I can do something else while I read it. Sorry about that. No problem. We it's were just, just filling close enough for to the first. end of the workday that yeah, <laughs> I had to snag a piece of that real quick. My apologies. It's now on Do Not Disturb. We won't have that problem. So, again, welcome to everyone. Uh, it's great to have you here, whether you're listening on a smart speaker or via Zoom or however you're here. Thanks for being here. We've got great stuff to talk about tonight. I had promised last week to talk about Libby, which is an app that lets you download books from your public library. And I can't get a decent recording off my iPhone. Now, I guess I can hold this phone up to my microphone, but, yeah, that sounds it's going to sound really awful. But however, if you really are interested, that interested in it, we can forgive the horrible sound maybe and just do a quick demo later in the program. I'll leave that up to... to we can forgive. Okay. All right. Well, in that case, we'll do that. So that's one of the things we want to do. Last week's homework was we wanted you to think about your favorite place to read and why. What is your favorite place to read and why do you, uh, why do you go there? Um, that's a couple of things on the list. And, of course, there are always this week's books. We can't have a book talk show without recommending or warning you about books. And do you want me to go first, or do you want to Do you have you one? Can. You it's can. It's up to you. All right. Uh, let me do this. I'm going to talk to you about the, the most fun book I read all week, and I just loved it. And I, don't, I know you may not quite have the same enthusiasm for it, um, I'm kind of a sucker for, for novels that deal with how we survive really dystopian kinds of ex- events and experiences. And this book was right up in my wheelhouse, as they say. It is still March, and so the book community is still doing uh, tributes to middle-grade books. This is one of those, but any age of individual can read this and just really enjoy it. I'm talking about the book called 96 Miles. The author is J.L. Esplin, that's E-S-P-L-I-N. The order number, should you decide to download this from the National Library Service, is DB99009. 
And once again, DB99009. And as an aside, Jenny, in future weeks, I will send you in advance a list of the books I plan to talk about so that that'll make that compilation easier for you. Um, um, so let me back get back to this review. Here's, here's the setup. You have a small family in central Nevada, rural, out there in the smallest small community. The dad is a, a firm believer in self-reliance. And so he has stored food. He has stored things the family needs in the event that something bad happens. He's not one of these. uh, When you think of so-called preppers or survivors, you think of crazy people who are conspiracy nuts and and I don't know what all else. Uh, Most of the ones I know actually are not that at all. They're quite the opposite. Uh, They're actually pretty caring people who would share with you what they had to the degree that they could, I think, the majority of the ones I've met anyway. And... um, it seems that the father to these young boys is that kind of person. He'll, he'll share what he can, and he's going to make sure his sons are provide, provided for. A day or so before the power goes out, he has to go out of, out of town on business. So he turns to 14-year-old John and says, Son, you're in charge of the house. Make sure your little brother's okay and uh, do everything you can to help him uh, and so on. And he, he leaves. The following day, and we're never given an explanation for this in the book itself, but the following day, the entire western power grid of the United States collapses. And so you have multiple western states that are just completely dark. Nothing there. This lasts for weeks and weeks. By by about week three, things are unraveling significantly in the in the society. Um, people are, are ganging up to take whatever food and supplies exist in other people's houses and that's what happens to john lockwood and his little brother Stu. a truck full of armed men pull up and they literally storm the house and take everything the boys have generators uh propane stuff foods water all of it every supply the, the house has they take and now the boys are absolutely destitute and with no food no water they realize that 96 miles south of them is another ranch operated by a friend of their dad's. Now, this friend also has similar life philosophies to their dad's. So he has stacked up for his family all the food and water and supplies that they need. And these boys realize that they somehow have to get across that 96 miles. Much of it is some of the most forbidden, desperate deserts you've ever can imagine in the American Southwest. It's summer. It's, it's unbelievably hot, and the boys have no transportation. They're going to have to find a way to do this on foot if they can. At some point during the journey, they get desperate enough to siphon water from toilet bowls in abandoned houses so that they can boil that over a campfire and have sufficient water to drink to get them on their way. They meet two other young people, a girl named Cleverly and her little brother, who are also going to the Lockwood house because... Her grandparents told her that John Lockwood's dad would have sufficient to help them because these kids were um, creating a problem in their grandparents' house and that the grandparents didn't have enough stuff for themselves. So these four, this group of four, this little cadre of four team up and have to make this trek across the, the desert into to, to where this other ranch is. There's some serious action here. There's a little bit of action that involves a, a knife and um, a gun, I think. But it's not gory violence. This is a middle-grade book, after all. And what's fun about this book, guys, is that it, it's really a great lesson in 
sibling relationships. And John, even though he's 14 and he thinks he knows it all, thinks he knows what his dad knows or a lot of it, also is dealing with his own anxieties. I mean, he's fighting back panic all the time. He's not nearly as polished and as authoritarian as he wants his kid brother and their newfound friends to believe. So you watch him go through these changes. You watch him and his brother and the changes that they go through, and the relationship almost falls apart at one point. Not until nearly at the end do you understand why. And then you will understand that it's literally a race against time for those boys to get to that other ranch. I don't want to go into it any farther. It's extremely well written. I started it on a Sunday evening, and sleep just wouldn't come because this was uh, holding my interest so well. And I finished it just shy of midnight, so it's not a great long book. You will have to speed up your player just a bit if you can do that to get through it. But uh, again, it's called 96 Miles, and the author is J.L. Esplin, E-S-P-L-I-N, DB90, oh, So that's my first book. That sounds like a really good book. Yeah, it's, you really, granted, it's written for, for young teenagers and probably tilted a little bit toward boys. It's on the same order as um, Gary Paulson's Hatchet. I don't know if you ever read that as a younger person. That one's been out a lot of years. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's just a, it's any age can read this and enjoy it. And, and it's very thought-provoking about how we change in our relationships when adversity happens to us. So That sounds really good. It's funny that you would pick a young um like a, a middle grade book because I one of them that I picked this week is a middle grade book that I know when I was in school I read it at least twice. It was called Island of the Blue Dolphin. I love that um, by Scott O'Dell. Scott O'Dell, yes. And oh. it's it's about a young um, a young I don't know if she was Native American now or she was. They, they were nomads, and they their her tribe would move from place to place, and they were on this island in Southern California, and somehow she gets, they, they move on, and somehow she gets left behind. And she has to spend the next 18 years on this island, and it's, it tells, this, tells her story of how she survives and how she learns to deal with the isolation and makes friends with the animals. And it's sort of one of those books where one, where they, they concentrate on one, the plot is this one character and how she survives. And it's really cool how she makes friends with the animals. And she was very resourceful for building shelter and staying away from the dangers that came her way. I thought it was a really neat book. You're right. I loved that book. I actually read it in Braille um, back <laughs> before Braille displays even had uh, a definition. Oh, um, I did too in school. <laughs> I read it yeah, in Braille. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very long. I mean, if you it's were reading it in audio, yeah. it wouldn't be very long, what, yeah, three or four be, hours? We threw it in a heartbeat. But you're right, it's a magnificent book. And yeah that's that's a classic that's that's almost kind of right up there with charlotte's web to me as a, a middle grade book that most of us read and most of us actually enjoy and remember so was, well, it, it left an impression on me i thought about going to get it again but i, I know I, now that you mentioned it i think i may reread it this next uh, few days uh 
It's what? it's DB22397 if anybody wants to read it. Okay. And like I say, it'd be a quick book and audio probably. I think it was only three or four hours. Mm-hmm. Audio. This, this would be a really good time to plug the book talk list. Since you brought up the order number, and we may have people out there frantically taking notes, and oh my gosh, what happened to my keyboard, and where's my note taker, and oh my goodness, and they're going to get all tied in knots about that. If you become part of the Book Talk email list um, on The Legend, and I believe you can send a message to Book Talk Plus subscribe at groups.io, and then the moderators can get you signed up. That is correct. Um, is that right? Is that yes. accurate? Yeah, we've been down there and done that road before, but yes, that is correct. Okay. And you'll get all of those links, right? Yeah, she sends those links out a few days after the podcast. So whatever book you hear about today and you're like, what was the name of that? Oh, gosh, oh, my goodness, I can't remember because I didn't have my note taker with me. Uh, if you're on that list, you don't need to panic because we try to provide you with those those books, those names and numbers. Um, so that's a really good reason to get on there. Right now, it's super low volume. If if you're having a problem with, oh, geez, that's all I need is another book list that's obnoxious like that one. Oh, what's his name? Runs over in Columbus. Uh, <laughs> this is not like that one. It's, yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's a lot less volume. So, um, yeah, uh, this would be a good time to, to think about getting started on that one. Um, shall we do one more here before we branch out into some other things? And then okay. we'll take questions if we have any after the oh, next do, review. Okay, after this. If one, we right. have any. Okay, let me, I'm closing one thing down and opening another. Come on. Here we go. Um, I want to talk about a book that I didn't like very much. <laughs> I was talking with uh, Don Horn, who helps me with DB Review. And he said, you've, you know, it's been a lot of fun because you've talked about books that were really good. And that, but I, he's like, make sure you don't put yourself in a position where people quietly wonder if you're being paid by the publishers to do all these good reviews. <laughs> and I think eh, that's a good idea. We probably occasionally ought to talk about something that didn't ring the bell very well. And um, that book for me was Jody Picot's Wishing You Were, or I Wish You Were Here. That's going to create some angst among our listeners because some of you will have loved it when you, if you read it. Here's the quick setup. Um, this is available in print and Braille. I'll give, you, I'll give you those numbers in just a minute. Diana is pretty much driven by deadlines and checklists. She's an extremely ambitious young woman who works in the world of art auctions, creating catalogs and, and convincing people to sell their art. At, well, she works for Sotheby's. Uh, of course, the other competitor would be Christie's, and there are others out there. She is currently dating a resident at a New York hospital named Finn, and she has these little check boxes. I'm going to have a boyfriend by this age, and I'm going to have a house, and, and I'm going to be pregnant, and I'm going to have a marriage going on by the time I'm 30-something. And so she has these little, her, her life is just very nicely mapped out. The two of them had been planning for years a trip to the Galapagos Islands, and uh, that was part of their bucket list, a joint bucket list, if you will. She gets an opportunity to, well, the opportunity comes to go, and the COVID virus is, is starting to have an impact on our society. So the doctor boyfriend says, you, you know what, why don't you go? I will stay here. I've, I can't leave here now anyway. They're not giving anybody any time off. So she packs it up, goes to the Galapagos, to a specific island um, there, and 
her luggage gets lost, and so she's essentially almost destitute. Uh, the ATMs aren't working. The banks, the post offices don't work on this island. She doesn't know the language. She's not a Spanish speaker. And so she's in a state of real destitute uh, circumstance, almost. Uh, she has no real friends. She's eventually taken in by a kindly older woman on the island, and she meets the older woman's son. And the long and the short of it is they strike up eventually what will become a, a love affair. Um, her, she also makes friends with, with the daughter of the guy with whom she eventually strikes up the affair. The daughter is about 12 or 13, is uh, troubled, is a cutter. She's a self-harmer. And Diane thinks she can, um, Diana, excuse me, thinks she can help overcome that, help the daughter deal with that issue. And uh, you, uh, there, are, there are other things that happen in this book, but if I go any farther, the, I'll blow the, the, the whole ending for you. What I will tell you about the book is that the ending is what left me feeling sort of cheated and unhappy. I can't go into the why, and I think there are probably people on this call tonight who have read it and loved it, and I would love to hear from them to tell me how wrong I am and how silly I am to think like that, but I just really came away from this sort of angry, <laughs> and books don't often anger me uh, or cause me to feel like I've been jilted or cheated but this one did, and it's called, once again, Wish You Were Here. The order number is DB105742, or in Braille, you can get BR24080. The audio version is read by Marin Ireland, whom I very much enjoy personally. And, in fact, Marin Ireland is really the reason I stayed with it. Um, she elevated the book somewhat for me. So that's Wish You Were Here by Jody Picot. Not a personal favorite of mine, but I hope you had a better time with it if you did. All right. If we have any questions, you can just raise your hand or if you're unmuted, speak up and we'll be glad to take those questions. Are you ready for questions, Nolan? Absolutely. Okay. Same anybody have any qu- questions, comments? <laughs> you want to talk about Libby? Do you want to talk about what you're reading? It's your your chance. Yeah, we'd love to hear from the listeners. That's we're not here to preach at you and stuff. It's it's much more fun if if you have something to say. That you're reading. Um, okay, I think we've got a Jean Markley that has her hand raised. Excellent. Yes. Um, I want to just talk about a book that I just finished. It's okay for me to do that? Of Please do. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. It is, um, apparently there were complaints, and it's by Sharon Gless. Interesting. The book is narrated by her. Sharon Gless is Cagney on Cagney and Lacey. Um, she had quite a, a career um, in in movies and TV shows and whatnot. This book is one of the most honest, in-your-face memoirs I have ever read. I feel like I know her, like we're friends, you know, like we could go hang out together or shop together. I just absolutely loved this book. And now I also love her. <laughs> so, That's amazing. Yes. 
Yes, because I read lots of memoirs, and I rarely feel so moved um, and and like the um, the per- the person writing the memoir. Would that be like the memoirist? I guess, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, is uh, is so blatantly honest and forthcoming as she is about things that happen in her life. And, and there's things that she talks about where you can hear her voice breaking up a little bit because it was very emotional for her and still was apparently when she was narrating the book. So did she narrate the book? She I did. Yeah. She did. Oh, and that makes it even excellent. more special. I know, it does. I love it when the, uh, when the especially when it's somebody that's well-known. So, um, so I just I just wanted to share that, and I don't have the DB number handy. We can get it. I know you can. I it's easy not. now, isn't it? We can get it. So, thank you so much, and I'm I'm glad that I uh, got this email last week. I couldn't make it, and this is not really the best time for me most of the time. But I like this. I like this. Well, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for coming. Thank you. And I'll try to put word out to DB Review more faithfully. Um, in the future tell me again the title of that book would you please apparently there were complaints okay by Sharon Gless (laughs) G-L-E-S-S thank you we've never heard complaints before never (laughs) never (laughs) no that's never happened that's never happened we just don't live in that kind of world (laughs) (laughs) so Anyway, I guess Jennifer, it's your shot, and we're we're tracing down a sp- uh, what do you call it? A spoofer trying to attack the room, but we got them once. Oh my god! So we'll get them again. And wow! Do not even think about trying it. And whoever just muted the host, that'll make your career real, real short. So please don't do. Go ahead, Jennifer. The next book that I wanted to talk about is, um, sorry for the phone in the background, When Calls the Heart, and it's by Jeanette Oak, Oak or Oakey, I'm never sure exactly how you pronounce her name. Some people say it either way. It's O-K-E, so... And, and this is a story about a young, a young woman, Beth Thatcher, who she, she lives, she's a, becoming a teacher and she takes her first assignment out in rural Canada. And it's a, it's a real change of life for her. She, I don't want to say that her family was wealthy, but she had, you know, the conveniences of life. She had running water and things like that and plumbing. And, and she, so she goes out here to the wilderness and she, she lives in a cabin. And the first night she gets scared to death because she hears the wolves howling and she thinks they're coming to get her. And, and, and she has to learn. She learns to make this, this place a home and, and she teaches in a little one room schoolhouse and, and anyway, these, she eventually falls in love and it's the story of her with a, with one of the mounted Canadian mounted police. And it's the, the first of a series of four books that are her story of, of how she gets along and adapts and learns to work with the people in the community. And it's really, it was a really neat book and it's, 
DB22382. I'm on one right now. Very, very good. Uh, we've got. We have a hand from. We have a hand from Donna, and then we we have a hand from Donna. So whenever you guys want to take Donna, yeah, we'll and, go to and her. be Let's do be it. careful, host. Be careful of the eight hundred eight area code. Putting them in the room will assure the eight hundred eight removal and your removal. So please do not let an eight hundred in. They are a known spam attacker. So please. Zoom attacker. So go ahead, Donna. Okay. Um, am, am I coming through okay? You're yes. just fine. Okay, Glad. Finally got this working right. Um, I wanted to talk about a book that I just recently finished. Um, it is the first book in the series. It's by Amy Clipston, and it's called A Gift of Grace. And um, the series is called Kaufman Amish Bakery and the series focuses on different people that work in the bakery and this woman, her name's Rebecca um, her sister and husband are killed in a car accident, her sister had left the Amish community and married this guy and anyway, so she had these two daughters and she had a, she left a letter saying that she wanted Rebecca to take the two daughters. And, of course, they were not <laughs> living in the Amish community. And all of a sudden, you know, they're there in that Amish community and trying to deal with it. And one of them was really getting into it. And she's working in the bakery. The other one wanted to go to finish school. But they only go through eighth grade in the Amish community and so she wasn't happy about it and she was having to work in this furniture store and there were just a lot of issues that she was dealing with and she wasn't really a bad kid or anything but she um it's like she went she had lunch with this guy and it was perfectly innocent but uh people talked and it was just one you know thing like that uh, you know and finally the bishop gets involved and and um it it's really a, a good book you wonder like is she going to go um is she going to stay there learn to adapt is she going to go back to Cal- I mean to uh Virginia where she's from um the book it does this whole issue is resolved however at the very end of the book you can see how they're setting it up for you to read the next book but i really enjoyed it and um that one is as i said it's called a gift of grace the following book is called a promise of hope and i don't recall the rest of them but i can look them up and and email that to you um, Again, yeah, it, remind it really us of the title of this first book. The first book is called "A Gift of Grace." Okay, great. And um, I'll I'll have to look up the rest of them. That's fine. And, no hurry. No problem. And I can I can uh, Jenny I can email you that list, and if you want to put it up in your in your uh, that list that you you've got going, that um, it really is a, a good a good series. I'll send it out to the to the mailing list. 
Okay, I'll get that out to you sometime tonight. I have a meeting, and then I'll try to do it later tonight. Okay. Any other listener input? I don't know if we've got any more callers. We have things under control here, so. Cool. Well. Are you ready to ahead. talk about Libby, or you want to talk about Can another do. book? Nope, I'm up to do that. I went and um, looked up Libby last week. and Did you? Yeah. Did you have fun with it, or did it confuse you and frustrate well, you? Well, a little bit, but it was partly my fault, too, so I don't blame Libby for that. Part okay. of it was my fault. All right, so let me unmute my phone here and slow it down. Folder, characters, words, rail screen input, one password, volume, 40 sounds, on. Sorry. We do have a uh, caller from the 636 area code with their hand raised. Oh, maybe we should take that first. Yeah, we'll take that while you're getting set up. Okay. Hi, this is Gil. Hi, Gil. Louis. Hey. Um, I missed the author of Wish You Were Here. Oh, it's Jody Picot. Okay. okay. P-I-C-O-U-L-T. The T is silent. Right, the Jaws pronounces pickled or something. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, very good. Also wanted to uh, feedback. Uh, I read that. I love you, Michael. Oh, Michael Collins. Yes, yes. Collins, yes. What did you I think? I read that. This, yeah, I loved it. I oh, good. It was a fantastic book. I, uh, oh, good. Really glad I read that. I was really pleased I heard. You know, you mentioned that uh, on the last. Oh, you've no idea how happy that makes me. I'm so glad you liked it. That's <laughs> great. I, I, I really did. I got a lot out of it. Oh, uh, that's a, isn't that so. a fun book, though? It really was. It yeah. Really, really was. I yeah. really enjoyed it. So yeah. Well, really thank you for letting me know. That's huge. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. Before we, we do not have any more move. hands. We do not okay. have any more at this time. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. So let's talk about Libby. What is it? How does it work? Real quick. Libby works in conjunction with your local public library. And so your first step, if you're going to succeed with this, is you're going to need to apply for a library card from your local public library. I get it. A lot of folks who are blind or visually impaired don't bother. They don't think there's anything in there for them. It's a transportation hassle to get the card, and I know the excuses go on and on. I would plead with you to rethink some of that, maybe, um, because a lot of libraries since COVID are allowing you to get your card online, and so you don't actually have to go to the local library to pick it up. You can just get it where you are. Um, Once you have the library card, most libraries around the country are connected to OverDrive. Overdrive is a Cleveland-based provider of audio books. And it is basically a, oh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for, kind of an amalgamator of, of audio books from various publishers all over the place. They buy them, and um, then they charge your library for the, the to use those audio books, your local library. So that's essentially what, what Overdrive does. It's the it's the, the provider of these books, and your local library purchases X number of copies of each title that it decides that it's interested in. Some local libraries are really, really good, big audiobook programs. Others, eh, not so much, and so you have to decide what you're doing. 
It is le- legal for you if you have a good friend in a bigger town than yours who has a library card. You can use your friend's card in the Overdrive or in the Libby app as long as you have your friend's data. You need the card number and you're going to need the PIN and whatever else is required to, to log you in. You need to negotiate that with your friend, of course, because, you know, if you're borrowing 18 books and the limit's 20 and you've left your poor friend with only two books, that's going to end a friendship pretty quickly. But, but it is possible to do it. I have uh, inked a deal, if you will, with my daughter in Salt Lake City because the Salt Lake City Public Library buys a tremendous number of audiobooks. Um, and when I want to read books that pertain to my faith... Um, she also has a, a card to the Brigham Young University Library, and uh, so there's it, it carries a tremendous amount of, of audio and ebooks related to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So she and I swap those around a bit and and negotiate borrowing. So that's essentially what you need. You need your library card, and when you get it, you can log into your library, and it will have a link that will take you to OverDrive. Or to yeah, it's 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 called Overdrive. Your library will have a different name for it. Here in our community in Columbus, Ohio, the library is known as Digital Downloads. Uh, very very creative and imaginative. So then you will go out to the App Store and download the free Libby L I B B Y app, and it will ask you for your basic data that you have already acquired. It's going to want your library card number. And it's going to want your the name of your local library. And that's all really accessible to get signed up for. Once you're signed up, you're then at liberty to go in and borrow books. Let's go see if we can borrow a book. I know, I know. All right. Uh, let's get in here. Uh, nope. There. there it is. Let me move this closer. So I've already opened Libby to a, a search. Across the bottom of Libby are a series of tabs. Search tab, navigation. Search is the first one. One of five. And then let's flick right to hear the tab names. Selected, library, tab. Ah, library. Well, we want to go back to search. So that the library tab is lets you determine which library you're going to borrow from. And then there's... Menu, tab, three of five. The menu tab, that lets you... Um, determine a variety of things about, um, oh, well, we can actually go into it in just a minute. Um, shelf tab, four of five. The shelf tab is where you go to look at stuff you have already borrowed. And finally, timeline tab, end. The timeline, I think, five. lets you see stuff you've already previously downloaded and how long it took you to read them. Uh, which is can be fascinating at times, I guess. I've not used the timeline tab. I won't lie about that. Um, I just I've never had a, a neat read reason to do it. Well, let's go back here to the search tab because that's what we want to do. We want to search for a book. Search tab, navigation, landmark, one of five. I'm going to tap on double tap on that. Select. You are at search. Notice the accessibility here. It almost gives you too much data. It's telling you where you are, and you're like, I know that because I already touched that, that double-tapped on that tab. Probably a little better to have too much initially, at least. I'm going to flick right here. Location button. Search the catalog. Search. Search field. Search. If you double-tap here, you can type in the title of a book your library may or may not have, and you can search for it that way. Submit search. Oh. Library card. Uh, you don't need that. 
Okay, then, because uh, my card number was in there, and then there's the, the filters that you can create for searches. Filters dialogue. This start. Let's open this and narrow down our search so we don't get a million books. See, that's that's way too many books. 191,000 items here. Oh, no, no, no. I don't want that. You are in a dialogue. I know. Dismiss dialogue. Dismiss dialogue. Search. Now search the submit search. Library. Explore with open filter selected. English. Books. Oh good. I've got, I've got English. English is selected. Um let's select audiobooks. There we go. Now that's gonna make that number a little smaller. We're just gonna browse real quick here. Audio open select selected page one of one thousand seven hundred sixty three. Choose a page. Let me unselect books. Filter audiobooks. Heading forty two thousand. Search the catalog button. Nope. For audiobook there we open go. filters selected. English yep. selected. Audiobooks. Good. Page one. That's what we need. So I'm just flicking and we're now moving into the list of items. Audiobook. Title stat. Choose a page button. Audiobook. Days of Infamy. By Lawrence Goldstone. Heading level three. Okay. You, you hear that first title, Days of Infamy by Lawrence Goldstone. Title status, wait list. Ah. Tilde 14 weeks. Wait list. Place hold. How sad. Play sample button. You can place hold. You can play sample. If it's a wait list, they'll tell you how many weeks you're going to be waiting. Tag button. Audio tag. To tag button. it means you can put it on a shelf for later. A reminder shelf. This, oh, yeah, I was going to get that back in March, and now I'm five years older and still haven't read it, so I guess I better. So yeah, you can tag these books. Girl in the Lake by India Hill Brown Heading level three, title status wait list, tilde 20 weeks. I can't, I can't find one that's current to borrow. Um, if you find one that's current to borrow you can simply tap, a, there is a borrow button that comes up. Let me see if I can find the available now filter. Hold Back on, bear search. with me just a second. Open filters. Open filters. Open show 42. Sort by popular date and release date. Random. Plus more. Format. Heading selected. Audio availability. Availability. Here's availability. Let's push the available now filter. Double tap it. Selected. Available. Show 28,900 titles. (laughs) That's a lot less, a smaller number, sort of. Available. Audio general content. Juvenile, young adult. Oh, juvenile, I'm done. Let me get out of that dialogue. Plus more. Random. Relief date pop. Sort by. Show 28th up. Dismiss dialogue. Let's dismiss the dialogue. There we go. Okay. Ah, there's one we can borrow. So let's let's go back to that title. I'm flicking left. Audiobook. Trapping. Turkeys. And Thanksgiving. By Tanya Caps. Heading level three. I know nothing about this book. I'm not endorsing it, nor is the legend. Um, but we're going to go ahead and borrow this trapping book. Status. Available to borrow. But borrow. I'm not surprised. So I'm going to tap, double tap the borrow button. We're at request title. Uh-huh. I'm at request title. I'm going to flick right. Back to audiobooks. Nope. Audiobook. Trap borrowing. Trapping. Tanya Caps. Digital downloads. Collaboration. Okay. It's telling me which library it's going to come from. Library bar. Nope. Two. Loans. You don't need that. One slash twenty holds. And it's telling me how many loans I have and how many holds I have. 
I have no holds. I'm borrowing this for 21 days. There's the borrow button. So let's go ahead and tap it. Trapping, turkeys, and Thanksgiving. Okay. Tanya. Well, come on. Keep browsing. Go. No, nope, nope, nope. 600 borrowed until Tanya Caps. Borrowed until 28 March 2023. Okay. 633. Open audiobook button. There's the button I'm looking for. Open audiobook. Let's tap that. You are at. You are in navigating mode. Trapping. Turkeys. Okay, there's and my title. Audiobook. Nope. The playback speed button. Here's the button where you can adjust the playback speed. I've got it down to 1.5, which is not normal for me, but it will work for our purposes. We do get people who download this podcast and then play it back at 3x or 2 point something x, and we want this to be as understandable for them as it can be. Sleep timer. Bookmarks. There's your sleep timer and your bookmarks. Um, sleep timer does not give you an end of chapter bought one, but it, it will give you all of the other timers you need. Place bookmark button. We don't need to place a bookmark right now. Zero minutes elapsed. Okay. That's telling you how far we've read, obviously. Zero percent through this book. Okay. Zero percent through section. Chapter one. Four hours. Forty-five minutes, fifty-two seconds remaining. End. This is a short Order. book. Rewind 15, play button. Rewind 15 seconds, go forward 15 seconds, and play. There's also, if we click farther... Start the audio book. Chapter 1. Tape next chapter. 17 minutes ahead button. And if you flick that button, you'll go to chapter 2. So you can advance by chapters or by time increments here. Let's go back and just tap the play button. I won't let it play very much because I don't want the legend in any kind of copyright trouble. Play but we'll give it a Antor Audio, a division of recorded books. Present. Start of audio book. Turkeys and one minute behind. Narrated by Joanna Parker. Chapter one. It was a whiff, a brief moment, really. Enough of a moment that it got my attention and took me right back to the small kitchen of my childhood home in Perrysburg, Kentucky. A far cry. Okay. And I did a double finger, double tap to pause it, and. Uh, you can, as I said, you can advance by chapter or move by time increments. This really is hugely accessible. If you had seen the overdrive, the uh, the first Libby app that came out in the late in 2017 or 16, um, you would have been sort of sickened by that. It was completely not accessible. I filed a complaint with the Columbus Library. I wrote a resolution for ACB to pass decrying the inaccessibility of the app and uh, encouraging overdrive to fix it and s- between somebody and wherever somewhere they took it pretty seriously and uh, and they've done that so that's be at least a brief demonstration of what libby can do um i don't know i'm really thrilled by the accessibility of the thing i um my only complaint with it is that when you speed it up it doesn't give you the minutes in real time. In other words, it still says it's a four-hour book, even if you're listening at 3x or 2.5x, which would be nice if you got the actual updated number. So that's that's a small quibble. But uh, I think we've got a hand raised. Okay. Uh, Perry, do you want to take them? You choose how they go. Well, I guess Perry's not there, so... Yeah, I'm here. Uh, really? But, uh, go ahead, Pam. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, Gene Markley has a hand raised, okay. as do I. Okay. So go ahead, Pam, and then Gene, you're up after Pam. Okay. Question. Sure. Uh, with reference to the length of time that you can borrow these books, is with this Libby program, do you will it automatically uh, uh, take away the book from your device? I'm afraid so. <laughs> oh, okay. So, and and how? How does it determine what library to download it from? If if your local library doesn't have it, what is to stop you from getting it from somewhere else? Nothing. If you have that other card, that's the beauty of this thing. If you have your other, your friend or your relative's card, you know that Kansas City doesn't have that book, but you know that somebody in St. Louis does, and you call Gil down there and say, hey... Can I sponge off your library card? Now, again, this is your very personal thing. You, you you have to make those decisions. But Libby doesn't care whose card you use to borrow the book. I guess I don't quite understand the concept. Because if, it, if the library is charging, is being charged for the book, and you're not, why do they put a limit on how many books you could download? Well, because... The library gets charged for for the use of that book. They also and and they only buy a certain number of copies. So if over if the Columbus Library buys four copies of the uh, I don't know the the Charlie Daniels book, never look at the empty seats, and they only buy four audio copies, um, that's it. That's all they've got to loan you, and you you get one of those copies and. You can keep it for 21 days. Okay. Some, some libraries have a 14-day loan period. It just depends on your local library and how that's set up. All right. Good enough. Thank you, Noah. Yep. Appreciate it. So, Gene, you, as your time gets closer, can you renew it? I have never tried. I finished them <laughs> before. I don't know. Maybe. I think not if there's a waiting list. I think that'll they'll put you on a rotation and say, "Well, sure, you can get the book back, but there are five people ahead of you." Um, so, I think we have Gene with Gene, her raised hand. Yep, Gene, Gene, yeah, go ahead, Gene. Well, we thought she was there. Is Gene, she muted? Muted. She is muted. We would ask you to unmute yourself, Gene, so you can talk. There we go. How's that? There we go. Good job. Good job. (laughs) I was in the wrong window. Um, I just wanted to say about Overdrive in general, uh, back in 2009, I was using Overdrive on my laptop. Mm -hmm. And some of the books that I found on there were so uh, different Yes. Than books that I was finding in the library. I was going on a trip to China, and I found a book for learning how to speak Mandarin. Very cool. And um, and I actually could speak a couple of phrases. Uh, I don't I don't remember them anymore. Right. But um, but but it, th- there was nothing like that anywhere else. So so there's a lots of things on OverDrive to check out that are maybe a little different, a little unusual that you can't find on some of the other audiobook sites. Uh, I think 
I don't want to, I just want to interject from one comment here. I think we as NLS patrons get used to the idea we can download practically as many books as we would like and we can store them or do whatever where, <coughs> excuse me, the library service, the library doesn't have that privilege and they, people are used to borrowing a book for a set number of period and they can't get their mind around the fact that they can only have a book for a certain number of days. I think I've noticed that over the years. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a complaint for for a lot of folks I know, and uh, um, it's I don't know. It's I, I've never had that problem. I I always knew with Libby if I wanted to borrow it, I needed to go ahead and read it at the same time rather than let it sit on a hard drive forever. Right, with you know, borrowed, I have stuff sitting there from yeah. two thousand nine. See, and I would be one of those people. I would just be appreciative that I could even do it to do right? it. That's and my belief. What, yeah. Exactly. What are you paying for it? Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure. That, I'm pretty sure there are things that you can get on overdrive um, that are not available on board. Absolutely you correct. A couple of different book clubs that are yeah. not. For blind people, you know, it's not all barred stuff. Right. So, um, th- th- I, I'm I'm glad that you went over this because I was wondering about this Libby thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's, so that's very helpful. Thank you so much. The learning curve's not steep. Um, you know, you just need to get in there and play with it and and get your get the login part. That's once done. You know, that you do it once. That's probably the most uh, taxing piece of the whole thing. No, and I'm also curious. If you do not choose to use audio, an audio book, can you download the printed copy and allow your speech on your device to read it? I'm so glad you asked that. I forgot. Yes. In short, you they have, at least Columbus buys more Kindle books than it buys audio books. And there are two ways to read Kindle books in Libby. You can either use it to read your Kindle book, and it is accessible, and it works. It does a perfectly fine job. Or, in the preferences, Libby lets you determine that, hey, this is a Kindle book. I'd like it sent to the Kindle app on my phone or my iPad. And that's fine. They don't care. Um, they'll send it to that. And it's pretty seamless and pretty automatic. Um, and when you open the Kindle app, it says, oh, hey, you have a book here called such and such, and that's your Libby, your library book. And... Uh, you can listen to it or read it with speech on your Kindle app or using the Libby app. It doesn't either way works pretty pretty well. All right. Thank you. Very good. Jennifer, you've been awfully quiet. I've just been listening. I've never I always wondered how how Libby worked. I've heard people talk about it before, but I don't have I did have a library card, but I don't anymore since <laughs> I've moved. Yeah, it's so easy not to, uh, to to let that slip. And I haven't had one for years. Yeah, yeah. This this may give you the impetus and the motivation you need to reach out and and snag one. Most places don't charge for those cards, although some libraries do in some some towns. Um, but um, most of them don't. And again, as I said, with COVID being behind, somewhat behind us, most libraries will offer the opportunity. To to get it online, to get to get you signed up without having to be there. I, I just, 
cassettes were still popular. I used to borrow a lot of books from the public library. Sure, sure, yeah. And I, I just want to say something else about public libraries, too. I live in uh, Bradenton, Florida, which is Manatee County, mm-hmm. which is south of Tampa. Mm-hmm. And um, and there are so many things that they um, lend out. For example, um, power washers, power tools. Oh, my gosh. I had no binoculars, idea. <laughs> telescopes. Wow. Baking pans, you know, for special occasions. My goodness. Sewing machines. And we have a 3D printer that we can access. That's amazing. Wow. <laughs> what a story. So so it might be, you know, good to just check with your library and see what other things they have. Because because of people not reading books so much anymore, they are, they are really um, expanding their... Uh, what they what they have to offer to the public. In Don't they places, also do DVDs and video games yes. and that sort yep. of thing? Lots of DVDs. Uh-huh. And music CDs. Oh, my goodness. The Columbus Library has a collection of music CDs that blow you away. Um You don't have to worry about late books and not returning them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. The... the These libraries live and die based on circulation numbers, and they can't very well approach legislators and ask for a budget increase if nobody's borrowing their material. So they're they're thrilled to make sure anybody who wants to sign up gets signed up. So, So how how much difference, as far as titles and that sort of thing, how much of a difference is there in what? I can get from my public library versus what I can get off a bar. So that's a good question. There's a fair amount of overlap. But I would tell you that the differences are pretty significant. Uh, Bard just doesn't have a lot of the audiobooks that Libby offers. Unless you live in Podunkville, where the entering and leaving sign is on the same pole, and that little library can only <laughs> afford four audiobooks or something. I don't know. I mean, it just really depends on where you are in the country. Um, if you're in a relatively urban, larger city, the odds are pretty high they're going to have a reasonably high budget for purchasing audiobooks. When that happens, they're inevitably going to have books that Bard just doesn't have. Is it going to matter what branch of the library I'm in in my it city? It is not. It is not. Libby tends to link up with whatever centralized library um, you have. Um, it doesn't care what branch you live near or where you get your card. You know, we live in Naples, Florida, so we don't know what library. I mean, we'd probably hook yeah. up with Naples, but we don't know what large yeah. Yeah. library yeah, that we would do. But I can find that out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's worth going to. It's it's The other thing that... The, it's good, and I won't dwell on this very long, but if you're a blind person and you can get involved with your local library to some degree, I've become a friend of the library, the Columbus system. They're so trained to say, the minute you walk in the door, oh, well, don't you guys have a library, uh, a special library up in Cleveland, and maybe you ought to do that one. And If you're showing up at that public library, they're less inclined to do that and more inclined to to provide service. Um, from their own collection and so that's really important uh we've got to get them away from that mindset of oh well aren't there special libraries for you well no 
there may be, but this is the one I choose to, to borrow from. So it's one minute to six. Yeah, from my we, you've talked you've talked <laughs> a bunch, Nolan. Sorry, <laughs> time Sorry. is no, no, no. Don't apologize. Time is flying. We're having fun. Yeah, you want to give your contact information and yes. Oh, and we better remind our book buddies if we're gonna. Yeah, next week. Next week we're going to talk about the six twenty man, right? Yeah, that's in my queue to read. That's our buddy read for for the next week. I got so excited about the book, I frankly already finished it. I'm just an evil person (laughs) like that, but I loved it. It was a magnificent recommendation, and I can't thank you enough for it. Um, We're doing a buddy read of the six twenty man by David Baldacci, and if you weren't here last week and didn't know about it, you still have a week. To snag that, read it, come back next week, and we can all talk about it a little bit. Um, didn't get to today the section on where's your favorite place to read, so we'll put that in abeyance and do that in a week. So. Very good. Jennifer, you have any closing comments before I hit the magical button over here and thank everybody? Well, I just want to thank everybody for joining us, and if you wish to contact me, after the show, the, my email is jsparks752 at gmail.com. And I'm at nolan period crab, C R A B B, at gmail.com. That's N O L A N. I finally spelled it right after 20 some years we've been working together. <laughs> 18. Hit. Hey, I'm still spelling it wrong, so you're okay. Hey. I'm a little slow learner, but that's okay. Thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you, Perry and Pam, and thank you. Good Good night, all. Have a good week. Everyone, take care.